Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. So Tara, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> so I know you and I were both recently traveling and I I think I just realized something about myself that um I hadn't actually like realized in the past and I'm wondering if you have similar tendencies. I asked my mom if she had similar tendencies and she said not really cuz she I'll tell you why after. But so we checked our luggage which is kind of a pain in the butt because you have to wait sometimes you have to wait a really long time for it but I get a lot of angst about the like overhead compartment situation like I don't like having to compete I'm sweating I'm like I'm not sure I'm going to get one I don't want to be at the front of the plane and my bags at the back or vice versa well vice versa wouldn't be bad but I'm always like so stressed about it so I tend to just check I also hate shoving all my toiletries into like a ziploc bag it just doesn't doesn't work so Anyway, so we checked our luggage and as we're standing there, you know, we took JetBlue and it was just, I mean, we literally waited probably 40 minutes for our luggage after we got off the plane. It was so painful. But in that time, and then once the bag started coming out, so you're sort of like looking around at the people waiting with you, right? And then the bags start coming out and I realized that I like to match the bag, try to match the bag to the person. (laughs) Do you ever try to do that? Never. <laughs> okay. So like there are various classifications of bags, right? So there's like there is the the bag that has um that's that is hermetically sealed in saran wrap that has been like wrapped and wrapped and wrapped and wrapped up in various layers of plastic wrap. There is the bag that has 400 locks on it, like a like a seatbelt, like a belt with a lock and a lock this that then there are like the ribbon bags, the bags with the ribbons hanging off them. Then there are like the massive, hard-sided, hot pink bags. I mean, tell me when you're looking around, you're not like, okay, so there's like this like really tall blonde woman with, um, you know, wearing like a crop top and leggings and with like a bow in her high ponytail like, tell me she doesn't get the hot pink big bag. Like, it's just, it's like, odd. and then of course she does. Or like, there's a skinhead woman, I'm saying skinhead, she, but her head was, was shaved and she had all kinds of tattoos and piercings and whatnot, who was, and she was actually quite beautiful. Um, like, her face was quite beautiful. And I was sort of wondering, like, what made her decide to shut up, to shave all her hair, but whatever, her, her choice. But, you know, so then, so she's waiting for a bag and I'm thinking, like, which bag is her bag? Like, which one is it like the like beat up red cloth one from like 1972? And lo and behold, it is. So I have a special skill. Jill, all I have to say is I'm really impressed that that's where your mind goes while you're waiting because I'm more like fumigating that I have to wait so long and I don't even focus on the other people. I'm like, I got to get out. So good for you. Yeah. And that's what my mom said. My mom said that she doesn't really focus on that. She focuses on whether or not her bag's actually going to show up. Right. So, yeah. I'm with Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) We're all with Bunny, Tara. I would not be with Bunny. Bunny knows everything. She's always right. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, so that's my that was my experience. And I and when we talked about hidden talents on one of our episodes, I think I have a hidden talent for matching up people with their luggage. <laughs> I actually think your talent is to not go negative and just focus on something other that will take your mind off sitting there waiting. But the travel process has gotten worse because of the pandemic. And really what I've learned is you just have to exercise an extreme amount of patience. I'll just tell you really fast. So I booked JetBlue to go to LA and I had a great seat. I paid for a great seat. Then all of a sudden they switched me to American Airlines and I had the worst seat on the plane, the worst seat. And I said, how did this happen? And they said, it doesn't translate over. So when you checked in, they gave you the last seat that was available. Oh my God. Airlines. And I was like, well, I paid. So they just refund my money, but I have no choice in the matter. So, but what are you going to do? So like, why, how did they, why did they switch you to American Airlines? Yeah, we can't, I can't figure it out. I don't know. It's, I took JetBlue home, but I don't know why there was a, maybe they couldn't fill the flight. I have no idea. I have no idea, but all I have to tell you is that was so infuriating because yeah. there's literally nothing you can do because that plane is already booked. It's so. the worst. And then if you have, you have a bad seat and then everyone, you got to wear, ma- everyone's wearing masks. And then, you know, when I'm on our flight home yesterday, literally as soon as the plane took off like as soon as the wheels left the ground the guy in front of me slams his seat back and I'm staring at the top of his head I just so I start aggressively punching at the back of his seat like you know choosing channels on the tv that doesn't work thank you jet blue so I'm like I'm like you know touch screening aggressively just to piss him off I could go on for a very long time about air travel though so I I think so but it's really just gotten very bad and really I just kept telling myself just you know, you're, you're going, you're just, it's from, it's getting here to there and you just have to deal. Yeah. Just be Zen about it. <laughs> Try to be Zen. Try to be Zen. Um, so today I think we want to talk a little bit about how to leave your job. Like what a, what a depressing topic, but it actually can be uplifting, you know, if you've decided to leave. So I'm, I don't think we really need to talk about like how to decide to leave, although we could do that, but Um, it's really more about like, once you've made that decision, you know, I think having that conversation with your boss or whoever you need to give notice to is so hard and thinking about like, how much notice do I give? I mean, I guess for some people it's easy. I know, I don't know. I think it it can be really, really hard to do that, particularly if you have a really good relationship with the company, with your team, with your boss, and it can feel like really letting people down, you know, by leaving. How have people come to you and um, said they need to leave? Have you had that experience? Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, I, you know, usually they just, it's just, it's a very quick conversation. It's, it's a, um, you know, I think I'm going to move on and do something else, or I have an offer from somewhere else. And, you know, shame, on, I always think kind of shame on me for not, you know, staying close enough in touch with this person, if I really want to keep them, like I should really should have noticed something was going on, or I I should have made sure I was, you know, motivating them and rewarding them, however, they want to be rewarded. Um, But sometimes you just can't, you can't really avoid it. I always find that those conversations are so uncomfortable that it's better just to keep it really short, you know, and just to just keep it short. I don't think you need to do a lot of explaining because you've made the decision. So, you know, even if you're leaving because on bad terms, like if you're leaving because you don't like the place or something happened or, 
you know, if it's, if it's, unless it's something that should be reported, but if it's something where it just, you don't really like your job anymore, you don't like the team, you know, I think it's much better just to kind of make a clean cut. Don't burn bridges unless it, you feel very strongly that you need to take a stance on something. Um, it's much better just to sort of make it a quick conversation. You've decided to leave and focus on the next step. So I've decided to leave. I have a transition plan in place. Um, so-and-so, I'm, I'm thinking that I should have so-and-so take over this and so-and-so take over that. I think it's easier to have the conversation if you have planned in your head kind of how your job is going to be not necessarily like split up among other team members because it might be that you need to be replaced by somebody new, but just in the meantime, while they find somebody new, I think it's helpful to have like that plan in your head so that you don't leave your boss in a lurch. And I, you know, I've had an experience, like I've had obviously negative and positive, but I would say on the positive note, I've had um, people who have worked for me and when they decide to leave, they tell me all of the things that they're going to do for me before they leave in terms of, you know, the information, let's just say login information to my Instagram or, you know, contact sheets that they created and all of these things that they actually put in a folder for me. And so I think that that's just a very gracious way to walk to end a relationship because, you know, everybody at some point wants to move on or do something different. And so like you're saying, leave on a positive note. Um, You know, I'm my own business. And so when I have somebody, we work very closely together. So obviously, they have a lot of information, right? And so that's a really positive way. I find it's easier if somebody's going to quit than me having to let somebody go. Mm -hmm. You agree? Yes, definitely. Because letting somebody go is so hard. Like, even though it might be the best decision that you have to make, just doing that piece is, it's never easy. It's never easy. And it's, it's also hard to not feel personally bad about it. You know, even if, they're underperforming there's like a really good reason to let them go it's still you still know that after that conversation they're not going to have a job and it feels terrible absolutely so um yeah so I think probably the best thing to do is you know like you say keep it short leave on good terms things always come around people will always you always end up somehow knowing somebody who knows that person I don't know don't you feel like it comes full circle Definitely, definitely. And you might be in a situation where you just like never want to see that person again or talk to them again. And you're just like done. But you have to get over that because you are going to end up needing them at some point in the future. And, and you're probably going to run into them at some point in the future, or there'll be a common connection or something. So it really, you really do need to do everything you can to keep it professional, as you said, like positive, make sure you transition all of your stuff over appropriately. And, um, I also just think things like, you know, making sure that someone knows to take you off email, you know, off the emails, like all this kind of logistical things that, um, I think just, it just builds trust that, you know, it's like, yep, I'll stop checking my emails at this date, assuming you're going to turn it off and just kind of, um, you know, assure the person that you're going to be professional through the transition. I agree. Well, thank you, Jill, for that incredible insight. <laughs> and air travel tips. So, if you guys have any comments or questions, let us know. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. 
Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Beaded shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.